it like you mean it now. This is Shavier Mustache Women's Choir. Holy. Welcome to Shavier Mustache Women's Ministries. <laughs> Ministries, how are you doing? All righty then. Pretty good, pretty good. That was the Women's Mustache Choir. Pretty good. Beautiful. Very highly anointed. A little misunderstood, but it's okay. It's like God. It's sealed off from humanity. Requires divinity requires you to come out of yourself into the Lord Jesus Christ without any self-consciousness being consumed and utterly flabbergasted on Jesus Christ's glory. There's fresh oil being poured out from heaven upon your heads today. The head of the body, it's a terminology in the Bible for where the oil of the anointing comes from. Psalms 133, like fresh oil poured upon the head of the high priest and running down Aaron's beard or women's mustaches. Hallelujah. Amen. That's an apostolic calling, sister. Amen. Wear it boldly. We are the beard of God. You know, you got to get comfortable wearing a man's body because you're the body of the man, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> Transgender, no, translated into his gender. The gender of Jesus. 
the glory of the Father fully formed in the man Jesus, and the measure that you're in him is the measure that you're manifesting his brightness, his glory, his anointing, his word that shines ever brighter in our hearts. What we need today is a higher, hotter, holier word from heaven digested in our spirit and made our flesh in our bones and marrow and organs. Those who walk in a higher word will have a higher glory, a brighter fire shining through their faces. Jesus Christ prophesied of the sons of God that they'd have perfect purity and through perfect sexual purity like virgins it says in Revelation and Jesus Christ is your virginity. So the measure you have Jesus is the measure you're virgin. Any other thing in you is just a demon. You're either going to be baptized in the evil spirit or you're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is ever increasing through our bodies until all sin is taken away of the angels in the heavens and the animals in the earth. There are animal forms. The mark of the beast is in the earth upon the head and the hand, which is all false identity with humanity. Horah Babylon has the mark of the beast in her head and hand. She has an identification with the temporal of the human. Perhaps it's your culture, it's your state, it's your city, it's your gender, it's your education, maybe it's even the works of your hand. Some people identify with the works of their hands, some people identify with the body of flesh. We identify with Jesus Christ and Him crucified to death. Therefore, we rise in the Shekinah glory every single day by the leadership of the Holy Ghost. Now the Holy Ghost is the key to transfiguration while you're in that body. You know, you can loose your mind to identify with your spirit, which is the measure you're currently walking in freedom. If your brain is caught up in your flesh, you're in bondage to the flesh. If your brain is renewed to Jesus Christ in you, and your brain has realized the glory of Christ in you, your brain is currently experiencing a measure of freedom of the Son of God who's entered the joy through the cross. How do we get to joy? The kind of joy that's called heaven in the promised land of Jesus for the suffering of Messiah was for the joy set before him of his Father in heaven. That's where we want to dwell in Jesus in every area of our hearts and our minds and our bodies. And it's available for all of you today for the Bible says, He tore the veil. He opened the heavens. Jesus crucified to death, is the open heavens. Lay hands on your belly. Go right through Jesus Christ into the heavens. Now, I knew we were going to go here, but I had Hebrews 11 on here anyhow. But Genesis 1 is where we're going. 
In the beginning, God created everything. This is the voice translation. The heavens above and the earth below. Here's what happened. At first, the earth lacked shape and was totally empty, and a dark fog draped over the deep, while God's spirit wind hovered over the surface of the empty waters. Then there was the voice of God. God said, Let there be light, and light flashed into being. Lightning. (laughs) This translation says, Lightning flashed. When God created light, it was like lightnings. So what is the first mention of creation? Getting back into the lightnings. The lightnings are your upward path of ascension, and we're in them right now. Obviously, only those who like to be burnt crispy are coming in these realms with us. You know, God was speaking to me today in worship before we started broadcasting tonight in Joel's Bar. He says, the only ones that could ever walk with the on-fire apostles of the Bible were the ones that constantly despised their humanity and constantly desired more of Jesus Christ's divinity. Otherwise, everyone else in the New Testament went astray and no longer walked with the apostles in the Bible. You notice that? It's clearly written out in the New Testament. Only those who are constantly bringing sacrifice of less of their humanity for more of his divinity can walk with Red Letter Ministries. Isn't that the testimony of the last 17 years on this stage? Nobody can walk with us in these realms of fire and heat and the law of Mount Zion on the top of the fiery throne and the seraphim above the throne of Jesus Christ every single day unless you're willing to pay a greater price than the day before, which is simply falling more in love with Jesus and less with the things of the world, less with the things of self. No idols. Little children, keep yourselves free from idols. What does that mean? Stay on fire for God. Keep Jesus as the furnace of your heart. (laughs) Every other thing in this world will put your fire out. Next thing you know, you're walking around in false light, which is darkness, and your mind and your soul is attached to temporal things. Things of society, things of the flesh, pleasures of the flesh, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of possessions and pride of the knowledge of life, anything to do with the temporal man. That's what puts your fire out. That's what we need to repent of. More of him, less of us. Your bodies are created to live in the bright burning furnace of God the Father's fire. Now the Bible says, John the Baptist speaking, one comes after me whose sandals I'm not fit to untie. He will baptize you in fire. I baptize in natural water, first in the natural, then in the spiritual. He's going to baptize you in a river of fire. What you need to tear down the spirit of Babylon in you, through you, and around you is to see the river of fire of Daniel chapter 7 tonight. If you read the scripture, 
it was immediately after the seer prophet. Now you can have ISAV of the seer prophet Jesus, so you can purchase seer ability. And when you use the seer anointing purchased from the Lamb of God by the sacrifice of your own human seeing for divine seeing, which requires an anointing, it requires an impartation of grace from God. Above all other gifts, you are to desire prophecy, which is the ability to see. Right? The eagle nature, the prophet, and his ability to see is more important than anything else in Christianity according to 1 Corinthians 14. A lot of people just use their natural eyes and they just tune in and be like, that's a weird outfit, that's a weird ministry, I'm judging with my eyes today, I have no eye salve, no divine seeing, I'm using my natural ears, my natural eyes, Jesus Christ said, that is the very essence of practicing the curse of the fall. Planks and specks in your eyes everywhere when you're in human Christianity. Now the purchase of the eyes have to see the seer anointing and God will open your eyes to see like angels tonight if you purchase it from him by sacrificing your human discernment, your human religion, your human vision for divine vision. God sees differently. Jesus Christ saw all men's hearts. He saw the inner man. So he could say for three years, while all the other apostles were blind, one of you is a devil. He said that numerous times because he could see the devil. You know that when you have ISAV, you can see angels, the good, the bad, and the ugly, all the time. In fact, the greater your ISAV, the greater the light to reveal everyone's hearts around you. So nobody will want to be fake around you. They can only walk with you so far until the light of the ISAB of the seer Jesus Christ, the great white eagle, reveals the thoughts and the intentions of their heart. That they're immoral constantly. That they're prideful and religious and self-centered constantly. So the Bible prescribes Put in us a new heart, a new heart that sees angels, a new heart that sees God. That's what the Bible says. Matthew chapter 5, the purified of heart will see God. How are you seeing? By purifying your heart. Who has kept his way pure? The young man who set upon the word, whose eyes meditate on the word of God day and night. By your word, I have purified my mind, I have purified my heart, and I meditate on it day and night. Now, some people say it doesn't matter what time of day, but the Bible says day and night, which means during sunshine and moonshine, I have the word of God upon my eyes, into my mind, into my heart, continuously consecrated you know if you stop meditating on the word day and night the enemy just gains entrance if you stop eating the daily bread every single backslider in the world 
and you've probably seen thousands already if you've been a Christian just a few years, every single one stops eating daily bread. If you want to stay on fire in the glory attire, you're going to have to stay hungry for the word and get used to it convicting and chastising your carnal nature and not taking it personally that the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, is cutting off entire parts of your spirit, soul, mind, and DNA, crooked, wormy DNA, removing bad DNA by the DNA and the God sperm genetics of the Word of God into your flesh. Even in, into your flesh so much that you can't get sick that you can't get disease, that you can't be shaken by the natural realm because the Word of God created it and that's what the Bible says. There is nothing more rock solid than the Word. Now, the Word is the voice of God and it's full of the spirit wind. It's hovering over the surface of empty waters. Now, the main part I want you to see tonight in Genesis 1 is how God separated the waters above from the waters below. And in understanding this, you can get a vision for the inner man and the outer man. God created them both. But through the inner man, the part of you, the Bible says that God sees the inner man, that produces the wine and oil that nothing in creation can harm. Revelation 6.6, it is written, nothing in all creation can harm the oil or the wine of the development of the inner man. They can harm everything else though. But the inner man is constantly sealed in its fruitfulness. So if you are investing everything in your life for the development of your inner man, you're building on the solid rock, which means you can weather anything that's coming upon the earth. And actually, you'll enjoy it. You'll have fun. You'll get promoted through it. You'll have an increase of fruit production through it all. Jesus Christ said about the person who develops their inner man and not their outer man. They are like the builder who built upon the solid rock. But the builder who built upon the shifting sand, built upon the outer man. The builder who built upon the solid rock, built up the inner man. So you're going to have solid rock, you're going to find there'll be some shifting sand, and you're dealing with your own sand every day. Sand is the temporal of the human being. God has given you the baptism of fire to burn it into glass. In the hourglass of your heart, in the hourglass of your soul, in the hourglass of your mind, and in the hourglass of your bones, and your marrow, and your organs, you can transform them and change them through the provided baptism of fire. Now the baptism of fire comes after the Holy Spirit. And it's received through obedience of the commandment of the water baptism. As it is written, if you're faithful in little, water baptism, I'll give you more, spirit baptism. If you're faithful in spirit baptism, 
and don't go using it for some other God or some kind of agenda or all of a sudden you're now a full-time minister and you can go do your own thing and use the things of God and prostitute them for money and all the things that you've seen in Babylon the Great every single day before your eyes. If you don't go become a doer of your own thing and you're faithful in the water, you're faithful in the Spirit, I will give you the baptism of fire. Now the baptism of fire is the metamorphosis. You're not baptized and metamorphosized by spirit and water only, although they are needed in order to enter the fire. As it is written in Hebrews chapter 6, moving past elementary things requires all the baptisms. Now the baptism of fire is the metamorphosis of the human being into the living being. And the living being has the living breath of life in all its soul. The living being begins to taste of eternity, begins to get some promised land rewards. The fire of God is ever-increasing righteousness. It's true. You will have a down payment of the baptism of fire before you even go into mature things because the Bible says so. It requires baptisms in order to enter the eligibility for righteousness. Hebrews 6, it is written. So right now, we're getting into a place of desiring the baptisms. Many of you haven't even gone very deep into the Spirit yet, so you're not even qualified for fire. So you have to deal with all the self-consciousness, selfishness, junk in your life. It's called being a disciple. The very definition of being a disciple of the kingdom of God is a person who brings their bodies to be buffeted by God for more of him and less of themselves every day. They don't have an agenda. There's no guile in them, no crooked will. There's no covetousness. There's no love for lust. There's no love for the things of the world. They're in love with God. You start out this way in first love, the Bible teaches. Oftentimes, you get distracted right away. Put a little anointing on the human being and they think they're hot stuff. But that's not apostolic and that's not prophetic. That's pathetic. That is the creature beginning to look at himself after receiving some of God. Almost like he's glorifying my animal image. That's what a technon goes through in spiritual puberty. That is the part of the spirit baptism where you learn to get over yourself and focus and fix your eyes on Jesus. That it's about looking at him and seeing him in the body. If I'm looking at anything else, even my giftedness, even my ministry, even my family, even my overflow and not the person and the source from where all of good things flow from, I'm distracted and I'm into idolatry. The idolatry of self with the things of God is how people get into the fallen angels after they're baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Bible teaches that only after the Corinthians received the baptism of the Holy Spirit were they even offered 
the hundred million cups of demon gods. Which means you're not even spiritual enough until after the baptism of the Holy Spirit to really thoroughly get into the demonic, which is called bewitchment or the occult. Truth anyhow. The occult is clearly written in scripture of a people that began in the deposit of the Holy Ghost and then got into the idolatry of self. And that's about all you deal with every day with all the tech non-Christians in the USA. And if it weren't so, I'd tell you. But that's over 99% of believers who have not learned to bring sacrifice to the offering of the cross in them. What is the cross in us that we burn as a sacrifice of our soulishness, our selfishness, our ideology, our theology, our doctrine, our plans, hopes, desires, literally all the life of the animal of the human being. How do we burn it? We burn it in the daily bread. Notice anyone that's not eating the daily bread the word that comes down from God no longer offers their humanity as a sacrifice to the Holy Spirit. You notice that? 100% across the board. In order to stay on fire during these days and not be consumed with the lukewarm spirit of the Antichrist, you will have to learn to offer your humanity to the daily bread. The daily bread is the word of God that he's put on the mountaintop in the realm of the overcomers. Which means it's the ministry of the true leaders of the body of Christ. That's why it's written, the anointing comes down from the head through the whole beard of Aaron. Amen. <laughs> what is the beard? The mouthpiece of the Father's daily bread. His mercies are new every morning. The mercy seat releases mercies down upon a mountain. And the mountaintop is the realm of the sanctified and the mature who've gone through baptisms and through the baptism of fire and the constant sacrifice of self and the obedience to the daily word have come up to a realm where there's the hidden manna. Hidden manna is receiving God's word like fireballs of food directly from the Father into the inner man that's learned to eat the solid meat for the mature. It takes a maturity of solid meat to receive God's word on the mountaintop. Ask Moses. The technon, the less sanctified down in the sand, they were scared out of their minds because the, your humanity cannot go up the mountain. So while your humanity is being dealt with in the sands of your own sins, of your own selfishness, covetousness, and all the places you hide, everything that you deal with in your DNA, in your brain, your cultures, everything that's not been dashed to pieces like pottery, identifying with your nationality, identifying with your gender, even identifying with your age is madness. For the only age God sees is the development of the eternal spirit. That's why it's called Father of Spirits. Amen. And if you allow your spirit to be fathered, you only grow up in the ages or the rings of the tree of life, which is Jesus Christ. 
and it only goes up to age 33 according to the Gospel of Luke. Which means you cannot get older than 33 years old in Christ. Otherwise, you're not in Christ because Christ was taken by the Father at age 33. You understand that? It's impossible to be in Jesus and be any other age than your current spiritual development. Now, wisdom gets in to spiritual development. That's when you begin to see the price that is paid for the eternal things. What's eternal? The age of the number of Jesus developed in your inner man. Inner man's called two things in Philippians 3 verse 11. It's called your spirit and your soul. Isn't that wild? That's what it says. That God would lift up your spirit and your soul in a spiritual and moral resurrection from the dead while in the body. Notice it's done in the body all the ages of the rings of the tree of life and they go higher and higher and higher guys oh they go high 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 until you can see angels and cloud of witnesses ascending and descending in jesus christ the son of man in you until you see this temple as the temple of seven heavens you can see seven heavens why because christ possesses seven heavens anything that's not in creator is probably separated and is the darkness of sin through separation by the unrenewed mind now this will burn up all your false doctrines and belief systems of the human being this is why so few walk with mature apostles in these days most christians are the enemies of the mature ones have you noticed that yet why is that because they cling to their humanity and practice a christianity which is divinity upon their humanity which is blasphemy the beast or the animal christian was given a voice to speak out of a carnal unrenewed mind christianity for a short while this is a short while even though it's 2000 years and counting but in a short while, the flesh will no longer boast of the things of Christianity. They do right now. I'd say that's well over 90% of Christian ministries are technons or carnal Christians that are not speaking out of the development of their God-inside-mindedness. Anyone that's not speaking out of their God inside mindedness is not even speaking from Christ. You know that? They're just speaking from their soul. They're just speaking from their heart. Speaking from your heart and it's not the heart of God is blasphemy and the false teacher. It's honored out here in human Christianity. God sees it as reprobate. <laughs> you know, Jeremiah said, I'm like a drunken man because of the false teachers. The ones that are not speaking out of God's heart, they speak out of their own hearts. They read the scriptures and put them into their own souls, and you never even see the soul of God. That's how you can go through Christianity for 40 years and never even be introduced to God's soul, whose his soul is the seven spirits of God. Do you know God? 
God's only here as the soul of the seven spirits of God. It's true. Now, are you interwoven with God's soul or is your soul interwoven with some religious spirit, some rebellious spirit, some anti-Christ spirit? We're interwoven with a lot of things. The truth is we're very much in American Christianity, a mixture of the seventh church of Revelation, Laodicea, and the Corinthian church because the sexual immorality is at an all-time high everywhere because even if you think an immoral thought in your heart, you've committed adultery. Matthew 5, it is written. Which means finding a Christian that's not an adulterer is literally you just found God. You just found God. You literally just found Jesus Christ the Messiah inside a person because that's the only virginity available inside someone's heart. And it needs to be more than the heart. It needs to be in your mind. It needs to be in your ears. It must be in your eyes. It must be through your senses. It has to consume you. For the human being, God is an all-consuming fire. And the consuming is the burnt offering, the living sacrifice. Now, for the living being, God is not a consuming fire. God is one. For the living being, God is in union. For the human being, God is devouring. So there's two things manifesting here. Judgment towards the human being and promotion and inheritance towards the living being. Amen. God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good, suitable, pleasant. And he approved it. God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, there was morning, one day. And God said, let there be a firmament, the expanse of the sky in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters below from the waters above. Now the same separation is mentioned in Hebrews 4.12. The word of God separates soul from spirit. It separates bone from marrow. And it judges the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Which means in order to be awakened to the waters above, which is like silver water, silver star water, which is like the entire path of sapphire stones. It's the entire path of lightnings. Like lightning living waters. Crystal clear living waters of a new second heavens. Did you know the book of Revelation is entirely about the second heavens? Why? Because it's the only heavens that we get to make brand new. And those who make the second heavens brand new by separating soul from spirit, building up their spirit, transfiguring their soul to what? The seven spirits of God. The messianic anointing. God's soul is God's anointing. I saw a lamb looking as though it had been slain, having seven eyes, seven horns, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. Which means Jesus Christ, with slain horns, has seven spirits being released from his soul, Revelation 5, 6 declares. So the soul of the Lamb of God is on earth 
in the seven spirits of God, the fullness of the Holy Ghost. So guess what the seven spirits is trying to do? Slay you with the Lamb. Now, finding someone that likes to be slain with the Lamb is about one in 10,000 Christians nowadays. But we want to be volunteers in the day of his slaughter. Notice the book of Revelation in the conquering of the second heavens always mentions the Lamb as slain to death. This is the key practiced through thee in order to obtain he in the secondary. Okay? It's going to take you completely slain in all the seven interior castles of your soul in the above water realm. Now, I saw an angel fall from heaven, the star Wormwood, it is written. What is that? Well, it's the corruption of the waters above and the waters below. One description of wisdom in understanding what the devil and his angels did to the world when Adam and Eve gave up their dominion and came underneath the dominion of the evil one who took the second heavens like that. One description is as a star named Wormwood that turned the waters bitter and anyone who drank those waters died. Now, I don't know if you've checked lately, but what dies? Human beings. So a star turned us into human beings. Yeah, what does Wormwood mean? Bitterness. So Satan is the bitter waters in the above waters and the below waters. Both realms, the Bible prescribes, you can make sweet in your spirit waters, in your soul waters, and even in your body's waters below, because you know you're made out of water. Your body has the same salt water compound as all the oceans of the earth. You know that? Same concentration in human blood as in the sea salt in all the earth's oceans. So your natural body is the sea. Truth and yeah. And your spiritual body is the above sea. Both waters are so corrupted that most people die spiritually because of wormwood and then die physically because of wormwood. The Bible teaches both the above world and the below world were completely corrupted and killed by Satan and his angels. That's why he's called the angel of death. Now, there's a formula for cleansing the waters of death in you physically, mentally, morally, spiritually. The great shepherd shall lead them to the springs of the waters of life, therefore wiping tears from their eyes. So the tears from her eyes, tears are very salty. So it's getting rid of the bitterness in our bodies, in our souls, in our spirits as we drink the living waters that poured forth through the slain side of the Lamb of God. You get under the fountain of the Lamb and allow Him to transform your spirit waters. As it is written, out of your bellies will flow rivers of glory, of living waters for those who believe in the Holy Ghost. And that's exactly what it means. Those that are obedient in faith to what His waters are doing. His waters 
are recreating and repristining the waters. As it is written, the blood in the water is your testimony against the devil in the earth. 1 John chapter 5, verse 5 through 9. If you read the Bible, it says three are in agreement on earth. They're separated because you only get death through the separation of blood and water and spirit. So the three in agreement on earth are the blood and the water and the spirit. And these three are working in the earthly. Why? Because you have to clean up the earthly. Notice this. Nobody clean goes up unless they clean up their natural man. You don't go up if you're just a mess in your natural man. If you're an alcoholic, you stay carnal, you stay dead below. If you're gluttonous, you stay dead below. If you're a drug abuser, you stay dead below. If you're sexually immoral, if you practice religion, which is magic arts, you stay dead in the below realm. Going up requires a repentance of the natural man, a baptism of the natural man in water, representing I will change my natural man's behavior to agree with the commandments of Jesus towards my body. Your body is not your own. You're bought with the price of the blood of Jesus. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. And then it becomes, through the honor of God with your bodies, then it becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit. Notice 1 Corinthians 6, 19 says, Before so, it was not the temple of the Holy Spirit, because you did not honor God with the obedience of your flesh. We often overlook the obedience of the flesh because Gnostic heresy is everywhere that only my spirituality is important to God and my outer man doesn't have to be good, doesn't have to be obedient, doesn't have to work. It can be lazy. It can be gluttonous. It can be perverted. I don't need to clean up the outer man. I'm just now born again working on my spirit. You're a heretic. You're a heretic is what the Bible says. You're a Gnostic heretic. Your belief systems are as diabolical as it gets. That's the most destructive heresy ever introduced into Christianity. The Bible teaches the repentance of the outer man in the baptism of John first. That's right. When you receive John's baptism of water, then the Bible said they got the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes. And with the indwelling of the Holy Ghost, now you have the inner man aligned with God's purity. And first and foremost, the outer man aligned with God's purity. Without the two of them, forget the baptism of fire. You haven't repented of nothing. Clean your life up. Obey God's commandments. That's what it's written. Obey God's teachings. Anyone who loves Jesus will walk in the purity of Jesus. Will walk like Jesus walked. Will grow in the Holy Spirit. The Bible says he followed the Holy Ghost. He was watching another person inside him that was not himself. I only do what I see my father doing. But we can't see oftentimes because there's planks and specks in our brains. Which means we're still living by carnal religion. You know what blasphemy is? Sense and reason Christianity. 
Blasphemy is mostly what you get in buildings made by human hands. You can only learn blasphemy if you're taught of human beings. Because the human being doesn't have the living being of the breath of life in it to even teach divinity from experience, which is true wisdom. We haven't learned Christianity from the Magi of the East, East representing the sun. We've learned Christianity oftentimes from well-meaning, clueless Christians. Clueless. Sometimes we're learning from people that haven't even had the baptism of fire. Sometimes we think we're learning from people who haven't even received the Holy Spirit yet. Teachings from spirits that aren't even from the Holy Spirit, the best they could do is a scrap off of someone who's just totally possessed by the Holy Ghost, and that does happen. Jesus was completely possessed by the Holy Ghost his whole life, and the Bible says people would just be eating the chunks off his table. And they'd come up and they'd just have faith. Where'd that Gentile get faith from? Jesus told you. From his table. He was such a drunkard and a glutton of his Father in heaven that he'd just cover the whole earth with bread and wine. People be slurping it up just by breathing on planet earth during the days of his first coming. Truth anyhow. He had such an overflow of such a feast table of his Father that everyone around Messiah could get as blessed as they had faith for. Isn't that right? They come around. You had faith for anything Jesus would grant it if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Because it was just scraps. Now you don't have scraps. You have the Master Himself formed in you. Now you're the scrap producers. Now we don't come here to just have people eat the scraps off our table. We want you all to eat with us in the marriage supper of the Lamb face to face in the daily bread. If you keep eating and obeying, your baptism goes higher and higher in the fire with greater glory attire so that the light that we share of the Word of God is strong like fellowship. There is a fellowship in the Lamb that was slain. Amen. That's what elderhood is. God wants everyone to mature through eating bread and obeying the Word of God in a higher light, a brighter light, and a greater manifestation of hotter fire from everything God the Father is saying. Now, did God water down His Word? Like it's stronger today? Or does it always come down like meat on the mountain? It does. The higher you go up in the internal resurrection on this mountain of fire that goes right up through the moon into the stars, and the higher you go up on the mountain of fire within, you have Mount Zion within you, and it can rise as high as you feed the lion of the tribe of Judah in your spirit. That's how high you can go up. As much as you feed the mouth of the lion of the king of Israel, Jesus Christ in you. Now he is the lion of glory, the king of glory. He requires a lot of food. If you feed that spirit, the spirit of Jesus in you, you'll go up in no time and start eating a higher heavenly angelic diet in the heavenly realms. So you only go up 
by hunger and thirst for righteousness. As you go up, you deal with everything from below that's in you. You don't deal with it just by being below. You deal with it as you rise. It comes to the surface according to elevations. We try to feed your spirit as much dunamis power for resurrection to go as high as possible every day and to confront all the spirits of iniquity in your bellies, all the emotions and feelings of the demons in your human hearts, and all the hormones of the animals in human DNA and flesh and terminate them in the fire of God that recreates you as you rise from the dead in the resurrection and the eternal life. I am the resurrection and the life, which means as you rise, you share in the invincibility of his life. The lower forms, they can hear about it, but only if you become a doer of the word, which means one who rises on the mountain. We have yet to produce even thousands of believers who live a sacrificial life on the mountain to burn everything. Right now, God is challenging all the believers to come up the mountain and sacrifice their lower nature. Sacrifice everything in your spirit, everything in your soul, everything in your flesh. Do you read the Bible? The priest, all the priest does is work the altar of fire by burning sacrifices. Now, good thing, you got a lot of sacrifices because you have a human body, you have a human soul, and you have a human spirit. All three parts of you have to be completely sacrificed. Not once, constantly. Sacrifice of the human being is ever-increasing fire. That's how he makes his ministers flames of fire. And you'll never grow in the fire except through burning your human spirit, your human soul, and your human flesh. And it's a wonderful thing. And God said, let the firmament, the expanse of the sky, in the midst of the waters, let it separate the waters below from the waters above. Now, in the above realm, you can look up. It doesn't look like there's water up there. There is invisible water in the heavens. There are paths that connect all the stars in the heavens like sapphire stones or sapphire fires. Now, they can be visible to the angels. The angels can see them because they have angelic sight. As you purchase ISAV, you begin to see the waters above. Do you know that there are rivers proceeding out of the sun above? Rivers of fire or waters above. It was when Daniel saw the waters above. It's not like the H2O on earth. It's literally rivers of healing light. Think Malachi chapter 4. Jesus Christ rising as the sun of righteousness with healing in his rivers of beams. Because that's exactly what it is. What Daniel saw was Jesus releasing rivers of fire. Jesus as the sun of righteousness. Jesus as the law of the luminaries. 
Jesus as the fire of the word that sustains the waters above. The Bible prescribes only when a people come into the baptism of the waters above with the blood, the water, and the Spirit of Jesus Christ in obedience to the Word of God, will there ever be a new heavens? And Enoch says, when the heavens are made new by this order, then all the earth under the heavens will be cleansed and made new and perfect constantly. Is it a suddenly? No, it's a gradual. It's a gradual process. You've been in the midst of it for decades. You've been in the midst of it for decades. There's been light and rivers of fire coming down from above into below for decades. It's what produced all the technology increases exponentially the last 40 years. We didn't even have internet 25 years ago, guys. Think about that. Now your whole life is based around digital internet experience. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. We are making advancements into the lights that come down from God and they will eventually completely heal the earth. We got to go through great tribulation first, which is great burning away of the old. So the only way you're going to have an easy time now is if you love the new by loving the fire, loving the waters above, and despising and hating the old corrupted wormwood waters, which is the strange fire, the black fire, the black moon rivers and the black sun rivers, the black earth rivers, and you begin to make room for the white sun rivers, the white moon rivers, the white heavens, the new heavens, the Shekinah glory of God recreating through those celestial bodies, those temples, a new heavens through new waters. How we use the gifts of the Spirit, even the high priest's abilities imparted into us, determines how fast we bring forth the new in the the new heavens and the new earth. Jesus finished it long ago. Now he's just waiting on our maturity. Remember, God was in his house until the younger prodigal started to make an effort to return home to dad. Don't say it's God's fault. God's throne is in the heavens. When you start to return to his throne in the heavens by listening to the prophets who reveal the way into the heavens through the word of God. That's what prophecy is for. To see the path of the word of God and to walk on sapphire stones into the heavens, through the moon, into the stars, and make new the waters above. It's open to everyone. This is why the veil was torn. The veil's torn, because now we can go back into the heavens and get our heavens back. That's why Revelation is only about making the second heavens new. And I'm not the only one saying it. Read The Torch in the Sword by Rick Joyner. Jesus Christ directly said to him, the book of Revelation is all about the second heavens, the promised land, the new heavens, the new second heavens determines those that are champions in these days or those that are total fakes and ripoffs that are just in the earth. Many whom 
are just using scraps to steal in ministry like hirelings. Thieves everywhere. Never giving the mature ones the glory. Never giving the mature ones honor. Never giving the mature ones the finances that belong to them from their heavenly works. It's one in a thousand that are even obedient to the heavenly celestial ones that are doing the book of Revelation in this generation. It's like everyone's apostate. It's practically true. You see people, they're following the Antichrist in the earth through external Christianity described to you in the Bible. Oh, it's true. God wants us to be God inside minded. God wants us to obey His Spirit. By eating the Bible into our spirit, the Holy Ghost can burn our brains up. Burn your hearts crystal clear. Burn your brains crystal clear. Make a new heart and a new mind. Why? Just so you can be pure? No! So you can be celestial to renew the heavens. God purifies for work. Troth anyhow. He purifies and consecrates for one thing. Work. 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 Troth anyhow. Take that lazy, wicked servant and throw him into weeping and gnashing of teeth forever. Red letters. We don't say this stuff because most of these people are demon-possessed out here. But the truth anyhow, all consecration for God is for service. The Messiah is called the servant. What does a servant do? The works he's asked to do. But first there's an equipping. Tarry in Jerusalem until you receive the Spirit on high. All right, now what? Now preach, Peter! And they just were mourning. Oh my God, we did murder the Messiah. That's the first work recorded in the Church of Acts. Before that, the work was be still and know you can't do nothing in your humanity. We haven't even learned that one down here yet. We've built up 100 million churches in America with our humanity adding the New Testament to us externally like a church of blasphemy. Like a church of the mark of the beast is the church of America. And I love this church. That's why I tell you the truth. Because it's totally wrong. We need this church to have a baptism of fire. Melt the ceilings. Melt the mindsets. The strongholds. Dissolve the humanity. Melt the sand in the glass. Only then will we have the vision for the building of the purposes of our God. He didn't ask the younger prodigal to do works at first. He was so malnourished, all he could do is rebellion. He said, first thing we're going to do, kill the fattened calf, which is Jesus Christ slain for you. Now eat his flesh, drink his blood, so you can be a servant like Jesus in my house. The older shall serve the younger, it is written in Hebrews. So the older is out there in the wheat field thinking he's a perfect Christian like hypocritical Pharisees everywhere that are only good in their human nature like that blasphemous antichrist, the older prodigal son in the wheat field. 
He's out there weeping and gnashing his teeth at the younger one who went into the house and began eating Jesus. Began knowing Jesus by intimately eating his flesh and blood, which is his word and his spirit, into him. The younger, hallelujah, was going to be served by the older. Why? Because the younger entered the kingdom of God the Father. The older one remained out. All that remain out will stay human. They will all serve the younger who entered the divine. That's a promise. Ask and I'll give the nations. What is that? All the older. Ask and I'll give the nations as your inheritance. Therefore, all the older, all the nations, all the below, all the terrestrial, all the sand realm, and all nations that walk on sand, that refuse the transfiguration of the Father's house, they will all bow and serve those who enter his house. That's promised in the scripture hundreds of times. Even Song of Solomon prophesied and said, they will become the slaves of our house of love. Not false love, not human love. That's what they're into. They'll become the slaves of the house of the kingdom of heaven, of celestial love that requires the total annihilation of your entire human existence until you're only angel-like through and through. Until that happens, there's still a lot of slave in you. There's still a lot of sand in you. That's what he's burning up. The baptism of fire is to turn sand into glass. And the more you turn it into glass, the more you're enthroned with the lamb that was slain over the sea of glass. The sea of glass is a promise of a refined humanity that becomes the lamb's inheritance through his brothers and sisters who mature in a celestial priesthood in the above waters. Right now, the front lines of Joel's army, the maturity of the priesthood of the order of Melchizedek, is healing the above waters, conquering the angelic spheres, dealing with principalities, powers, thrones, and dominions in heavenly places, because there, we are there in the heavenly places, and you're invited to be there also. That where I am, you may be also. Where? In my Father's house. Where's the Father's house? Not on earth. 1 John 5, the Father is not on earth. No one who's earthly has ever known the Father. That's what the Bible says. The Father begins in the second heavens. That's right. The three are one in the second heavens. 1 John chapter 5. The Word, the Holy Spirit, and the Father are one in the mid-heavens. That's why you have to have a minimum of a mid-heavens gospel. Otherwise, there's no angelic gospel or eternity in any of your fake Christian words. That's what the Bible says. The angel proclaiming the eternal gospel mid-air, which is mid-heavens, according to the Bible. We become above, so above, that we burn up our entire below nature. And we're always above, and we don't come down. These are the ones that live and populate the planetary systems, the angelic spheres, and only on those spheres, 
of the planetary systems with their archangels will you ever begin to have the abilities of righteousness, which are the abilities of the angels. We've had the abilities of animals down here, and we've called it Christianity because you're liars. Now we're going to have the abilities of the workers of the end of the age are angels, as it's written, and stop lying when you stop being human. Amen! That's what we need. Otherwise, there is no witness of the resurrection except the angelic ability of the planetary angelic spheres formed in our celestial garments through the baptisms, through the Holy Spirit leading us up through the moon, into the sun, and to rule over the sun, all creation. And every knee will bow when we possess the sun and its Shekinah. And we come into a unity of the brethren where? In the sun. What's the sun called in the Bible? Come on, you biblical scholars. What's the sun, S-U-N, called in the Bible? The bridegroom's chambers. Notice it takes wise men to enter the bridegroom's chambers. Fools are the foolish virgins. What does it mean to be foolish virgin? External disciples. Foolish virgins, which means they had an external discipline to refrain from sexual immorality. Foolish virgins, red letters, Jesus Christ. But they had no wisdom which means they had no sun. They didn't rise internally by the development of their inner man. They're workers of iniquity. Jesus Christ said about foolish virgins, external virgins, take them, throw them into hell with Satan and his angels where they will have weeping and gnashing of teeth forever. These religionists are the body of Antichrist. That's how severe it actually is. That you can't be God outside-minded. You can't be outside pure only it must be inside pure first and overflow through your whole soul and body outside pure through the overflow my cup overflows cleaning the outside of the cup jesus christ said that's hypocrisy he said clean the inside of the cup the inner man with what by the word i've spoken you're clean inside the cup it is written now we keep the inside of the cup clean so God the Father can drink out of us the wine he likes to drink of the bloodline of his son Jesus. And it's not just Jesus, it's his brothers and sisters as temples firstborn amongst only him. That's not what the Bible says. Many firstborn amongst many that become like him through obedience to the same Holy Spirit. Of these ones, he's not ashamed to call brothers and sisters, which means same bloodline, same dad. Same dad. Same dad ministries. Truth, anyhow. That's what we want. Maturity. Same dad, same bloodline. What does that mean? That all the things of Yod, Hey, Vav, Hey, Elohim, your brother, Jesus, creator of everything, you're also creating everything. How do you do that? With the angelic spheres. It's dormant, sitting there, waiting on your maturity to rise from the dead and purchase ISAV. And stop judging in the natural like Christian hypocrites, like a body of antichrist, purchasing ISAV to see accurately from the angels, the watchers. Guess who has salve? 
angels that see. Watchers have the eyes have because they're the ones seeing right now. Everyone else is blind. Truth, anyhow. How do we get watcher ability? You need it. That's right. Angelic ability. That's the prescription for the great harvest of the end times. Not kumbaya in the sand. Angels, workers at the end of the age, total maturity likened unto Yahweh himself. Now, if you're not going after having Yahweh himself formed in you, just forget it. You're fake Christians. You like kumbaya. You love the devil and not Jesus. Give him the rewards for his suffering, which is brothers and sisters that he's not ashamed to call bloodline family members with same yad heh vav abilities. Amen. Anything less than that doesn't give the lamb his rewards. It's disobedience. It's rebellion pretending to be obedience, which is blasphemy. So you can see people are completely backwards down here. We're trying to set you upright to see clearly from the realm of God and his holy angels. And if you get this vision and understand it, things begin to work out in you. Holy Ghost begins to work the word in you. Instead of Satan working his word in you, you have God's word working in you like a volcano every day. Amen. And now you don't mind confronting the junk in your own spirit, soul, mind, and flesh. You're thankful because you're a priest now of the fire of God to deal with it at the altar. No condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Why? Even though they're constantly refined and having stuff exposed from the inside out all the time, why are they never condemned? Because they've learned how to deal with it with the altar Jesus provided to cleanse your hearts and minds from the whole world. The Lamb of God takes away the whole sin of all the world in your spirit world, soul world, and flesh world. That's how he's working your salvation out for you. And you begin to enjoy it. And it's the overflow of your personal sacrifice and relationship with Jesus Christ, which will be your ministry of the fruit of your lips to others around them. You will teach them how to be priests. You're not going to teach them how to be addicted to external witchcraft and strange fire and dead works. You'll teach them how to offer their humanity as a burnt offering so that Christ can grow in them through the sacrifice of the human being. Anyone that doesn't teach that is not teaching divinity anywhere. It's garbage. Garbage. We cannot have a dumpster pile, a Gehenna of hell, and call it Christianity anymore. For that, God provides an altar of fire. Every day, we can bring more to the altar. That's what he's asking. As a priest, we're consumed at the altar. He makes his ministers flames of fire. Why? Because they're next to the fire burning on the altar. The seven spirits of God is to burn everything. In the seven spirits of God is the blood, the water of Jesus. So the blood and the water of Jesus can burn through your hearts, burn through your brains, gives you color in your minds. As your brain is offered on the altar, color begins to come through your brain. 
You begin to hear differently. You begin to see differently. You feel differently. You judge, which is discern, differently. Until our discernment is based on the fire burning out our humanity, you're always going to be wrong. You're always going to be kicking against the pricks. What are the pricks? The horns of the altar of fire insisting on human divinity like Saul of Tarsus. That's what you do without here. That's what technon Christianity is. But we love to burn it. We burn everything every day. And in the fire, we see God. Amen. That's how you stay in grace. It's staying in the fire, burning the animal. If the fire of grace ever diminishes, all you're left with a human form. That's what backsliding is. It's about the standard out there right now. We need the standard of incineration. We need the standard of burnt crispy. We need the standard of being deep fried in oil. So when it comes out, the actual anointing of God and not men or women is speaking from the oil. This oil speaks. It's the anointing that speaks. The anointing carries the word. And the word carries the anointing. And they work together. Why? Because the three are one. It is written. And they're always testifying of each other. The Spirit talking about Jesus. Jesus talking about the Spirit. The Father talking about the Spirit. The Spirit talking about the Father. The, the Trinity is always working to completely knead you together into the oneness of God. And as you allow Him to just change you, rearrange you, get all the human being, all the culture, all the, the economic status, the education status, the male and female status, all the temporal stuff, all of it, just to burn it up, and you get into Christ, and you get into God, and you get into the Word, you become consumed by Him. Now your identity is only in the Trinity, and you begin to be healthy in your thought life. Why? Because God has become a consuming fire to your humanity. Tongues of fire rested on their brain, which means they can speak out of the divine while in a human body. And if you, if you stay connected to that tongue of fire, that divine fire, the word of God resting on your brain, that fire will consume the hemispheres of your brain. It will produce wisdom and understanding in your brain like a celestial menorah. There'll be clarity, clarity there'll be color, there'll be vision. You'll see the angels, you'll see God, you'll see visions, you'll dream dreams when I pour out my spirit and all flesh. These things will happen because you're using the temple for God and his kingdom. Now his plans and purposes have consumed you. Zeal for the Father's house will consume you. And you won't care about anything else. So you can go after what God's created you to do with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and have great rewards, great treasures in heaven. And your angelic nature gets stronger and stronger and it builds up everyone's angelic nature in the entire body of Christ who's going after spiritual ability and denying their humanity. This is how the whole body will get glorified and become a great Shulamite warlord. What makes this prissy princess in Song of Songs 1 a complete warlord like Deborah in Song of Songs 8? The total anathema of her female rebellion, of her womanhood identified in the flesh. Truth anyhow. Now, 
all of her soul is consumed with the seven spirits of God. Now she's Yahweh. The Bible says, my equal, my bride. Now she's Yahweh. You understand that? That is what you're becoming as you deal with your stuff. As you hear the word, get hungry for the divine. More radical in repentance. More radical in righteousness and sacrifice. Amen. Not just getting by anymore. Not thinking about yourself all the time. All you can think about now is how more of God's going to burn through you. You're excited about the fire on the altar. You're excited about progressing and terminating your human nature to become that Shulamite warlord, the bride of Christ. Song of Songs 8 is Deborah in Judges 5 who warred with all the stars of the tree of life in the cosmos against Satan. Judges 5, it is written of Judge Deborah representing the Shulamite warlord. You begin to war with the luminaries. You begin to war with the angelic realms of the archangels against Sisera, which is Satan. That's where you take out principalities of nations, of cities, of strongholds, of stuff that's gone uncontested since the fall of man. And that stuff just starts to be slaughtered because all God's waiting on is the maturity of Judge Deborah in a company of believers to possess the luminaries of the second heavens, healing those waters, releasing those fires, and all the angels through those spheres, with you yourselves in agreement with the word of God in those celestial realms, manifesting through your celestial bodies, bringing forth the sun like the light of seven days in one, making the moon shine as the sun and the earth shine like the sun seven times brighter. We do that as we possess the luminaries. As we go from Song of Songs 1 to Sun Sealed in Song of Songs 8, we become the judge, which is equally yoked to judge Jesus. There is a throne prepared for the bride that's the equal judgment seat of Jesus Christ himself. And it's represented entirely in Song of Songs 8 and in Deborah, and it's exclusively in the celestial realm made new at new second heavens. Whose righteousness dwells there? The mature brides who's consumed all the enemies of her God through what Jesus Christ equipped her with. And she's risen to him through the moon into the stars and possessed them in her body. Crown of 12 stars on her head, clothed in the sun, standing on the moon. Revelation 12.1. Think of that times 10,000. That really represents the perfecting of the Old Covenant. And that's where they're at with the Old Covenant. If you read the Bible, in the New Covenant, think of it 10,000 times brighter than that. You could be literally living in all the stars and all the brightness of the Father brighter than the Old Testament times thousands and thousands of times where there's no more night anymore. We come into a place of Jesus as the moon. We got to first go up to our moon first and heal our luminaries first. Then we come into a place of the Father being the sun and it's so bright. The Bible says there would never again be night or darkness in the universe. That's the end result of Christian maturity that there will never again be night or darkness in the entire universe. That's a lot of light. 
That's more light than any of us can imagine. But that is the path of righteousness shining ever brighter to the full dawn of day. And we're going to do it together and possess the heavens and flood the heavens with the blood, the river, and the Holy Spirit in us and all the Word of God mixed in our hearts so we can speak out into the heavens. The heavens declare the glory of God. Our job up here in the second heavens is to speak a new heavens and declare His glory in the heavens and allow it to rain down through all the earth in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. (laughs) Give a love offering. Click the links in the description. Bless you guys. Heavenly Father, I pray for every listener that this word would burn in their hearts, burn upon their heads, with a fresh baptism of celestial fire, Daniel 7 fire, Jesus Christ who baptizes in fire, Father God, Son fire, amen, and even a taste of the luminaries fire, the fire of the sun, seven times brighter fire, bridegroom chambers fire, all these fires, let them come upon all these listeners and viewers right now, And let them fall in love with your lights and your fires, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. Open up their hearts and minds to become cheerful givers and supporters of Red Letter Ministries financially. Open up doors in the marketplace for all the givers. Increase signs and wonders, debt cancellation, business deals, promotions, raises, checks in the mail, inheritances things in their favor. Let the storehouses of the windows of the treasuries of heaven open up for all who bring sacrifice and offerings into this apostolic leadership ministry in Red Letter Ministries in Jesus' name and bless their socks off. Amen.
Come. Um.